This is the Under Pressure Outdoors Podcast. White-tailed deer are the most popular game species in the U.S. with a population somewhere in the neighborhood of 33 million. It's easy to see why. Many hunters in the eastern United States take to the woods in the early fall with a bow and arrow in search of their quarry. They brave heat, afternoon thunderstorms, and mosquitoes, among a myriad of other things, in order to get a chance at harvesting a white-tailed deer. In the warm months of early fall, mobility can mean the difference between success and failure, and thus the climbing tree stand was born. I'm sure you've been told before, don't reinvent the wheel, but no one says don't improve upon it. This week, we are joined by James with Hasmore Outdoor Products to talk about some of their awesome products and share tales from the deer stand and what it's like to live life behind the pins. James, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, Hasmore Outdoor Products. All right, guys, I I appreciate you having me on the show tonight. Um, I'm James Moore. I live in Lakeland, Florida. I'm a Florida native. I, uh, actually live on the same property I was born on, so I've been in Florida, Central Florida all my life. Uh, we started the company Hasmore Outdoor Products in 2004. Uh, we, it actually uh, came about after uh, after a few years of bow hunting and uh, seeing a need for an improvement, just like you said in the introduction on uh, the climbing stands that were available. And so... We actually had a product before we had a uh, a company. So what what was the first product you offered as a company? The first product we had was we called it our silent seat. It uh, what the way we came about that was uh, the first stand that I had was an API stand, and uh, I hunted out of that for a few years, and and the seat it had a the big folding seat with a seat cushion, you know the the. The factory seats are pretty bulky. They're like two and a half inches thick. And so bow hunting in that thing, it was it was pretty good, but I liked standing a lot. I found myself uh, wanting to stand more about as much as I was sitting. So I'd, as you were standing with this this bulky seat, I mean, it was just, it would bunch up to the back. And uh, back then, it was probably 2001, 2002. I just got into bow hunting. I'd, I'd been a, a for, for the most part of my life, we were into dog hunting, which is, you know, pretty big in the South. That was my family from that. And after my dad died, uh, I kind of got out of, you know, out of uh, dog hunting and went into to archery hunting. But anyhow, um, the first seat that I came out with was, uh, I said, man, it, we need some kind of seat on this thing that would that I can get rid of this, that I can sit on. So, of course, you start trying to come up with all kind of ideas and uh I kept going back to like a, a net seating and since my dad, we were a big cast net fisherman, mullet fisherman. I had, uh, I knew how to tie knots from cast netting. So the first seat that I did, I actually wove this thing like a cast net out of a uh, paracord and man, I loved it. It was, it was, it's, it fit the deal exactly what I need stand up it slide out of the way, you know, stay dry. And, uh, 
so I made a couple of those for, you know, by then I had a, a Summit Viper that I'd added to the list of stands that I have. And uh, so I had a couple guys that, that you know, hunted with it. Like, man, that's, that thing's a great idea. Like, how about making me one? Well, so, of course, I, I got in there and made them one out of, you know, paracord. And, uh, but I really didn't, didn't even think about it being a business so much, but you know, more people are starting to ask me for them. I said, man, this, you know, I'm going to sell these things for like $300 a piece as long as it's taken me to, to make each knot, you know, it was, <laughs> there, there's no way I could have ever you know, done it. So these guys, you know, I, I made them for some friends and stuff. And, uh, so then I started looking in, well, I, you know, possibly find some netting that, uh, you know, is pre-made that, that, uh, so I got to looking at the sports netting, which you see on like, uh, you know, baseball fields and things like that and hockey hockey arenas you know the two and a half inches polypropylene net i said man that that would probably work well and so that's what we started with and i added a we 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 take we uh it's actually made from that we add a binding on one side to to make the the seats slide back and forth a lot better and uh we were found the same material from the company that we were buying this stuff from and when I first started, I was I just was getting small quantities from from uh, from you know the the company, and uh, I said, man, I might put a couple of these on eBay just to see what happens. That's you know, kind of where everybody starts with some idea. They came up, you put them on eBay, so that's what I did, and it, it kind of uh, started growing from there. That's awesome. You mm-hmm. know, I have to say, what's the on on in your opinion? Because I. Speaking from personal experience, mm-hmm. I have yet to encounter, no matter how thick the company makes that foam pad, right on the Your climbers. Your still starts to hurt. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> those seats are not comfortable. You can't no. fool me anymore by going, "Look, we've got ten inches of foam." It still hurts exactly. after a while. They still Without put at least one leg to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is true. I mean, that was that was another and and one of the, my big thing was is. Uh, Back in you know, the early 2000, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of a, a sucker for new stuff and any gimmick and just I've always been that way. You know, you tell me something's great and and I'll at least try it. You know, I've got I've got a room full of of, of garbage over the years. You know, so you know, and broadheads, man, you just got broadheads like ah, uh, yeah that thing didn't work any better you know that, that type stuff yeah. so anyhow that was back when scent lock was big and i scent lock back then was probably even if it didn't do the carbon stuff i mean you could put a scent lock suit on and wear that thing sweating like you wouldn't believe for a week and it still it it, it didn't stink so they had they had something going with that and it was and it was quality clothing and which was kind of hard to to uh, find back then um, I mean, there was there was there was quality clothing out there, but not for like the Florida heat that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. There was finding lightweight stuff. You, there's plenty of cold weather gear. Everybody makes cold weather gear, but nobody, you know, was. But the Scentlock did. They had their their Savannah suit, is what they call it. But anyhow, this thing, whatever that coating was that they put on the outside, and whatever the the um, the coating was that they put on the seats, uh, as you shifted around it. Well, trying to come come up with a better term, but it was like pooting noises. I guess is the closest <laughs> that you could that you could come up with what was going on. Yeah. So every time you you move, this thing's like ripping these noises out. I'm like this this cannot work, you know. So 
that's whenever we when we came up with the the uh, the, the net seating idea that eliminated a lot that completely eliminated that. So I was like, man, this thing is silent. So of course, a lot of times setting up in the stand by yourself, you think about a lot of different things. So anyhow, that's what we came up with that. But this actually, our seats, people don't believe that they're as comfortable as they are, but you think about how comfortable a hammock is to lay in because it supports your body completely. It has no pressure points. You know, every every part of your body's like cradled the same. So once you get your this on your stand and you get your stand adjusted right, I mean, I it's people talk about all day sets and things like that, and is it comfortable enough for that? I've 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 done a lot of time in one, and I can I can say that you know it's it's just, it's more comfortable than anything out there. That's just yeah. the way it is. <laughs> you have me reminiscing when you're talking about trying to stand up, and I'm thinking about in my climber. I'm like, man. I do. When every time I try to stand up, I'm like trying to push the seat back as far as I can so I can get enough room. Right. Yep. And it bunches up behind you. And yeah. what ours does is with that with that edge binding on it, 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 it collapses. The, the seat just slides right back easily out of your way. And then when you get ready to sit back down, you just pull it and it slides right back underneath you again. But it, it opens up a lot of real estate on your stand that you just simply don't have with, with any other seat. You know, it would be a lot easier to, to actually climb the tree with it as well. Gives you that, that yeah. knee room. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's, it's with climbing. I mean, that's that's another plus because now you can actually see your feet when you're climbing, and that which is a big help on, like, you know, I'm, I'm all – Summit is mostly what I use now, the Titan and the old Bushmaster. But as you're climbing, you know, with the stirps, you, you can – which you don't even use. The, I don't even use the stirps anymore on that. You can see your feet as you're climbing, and it's it makes it a lot a lot more manageable, especially without having to fool with that seat in front of you. Absolutely. You know, I find myself standing up a lot more when it's on those cold, breezy or windy mornings than I do when it's hot. I seem to think I, at least mentally, I feel like I stay warmer when I'm standing, right, than when I'm sitting down. I don't know what it is mm-hmm. about it, but I will literally stand there all morning. And I just feel yes. better about standing up than I do about sitting down. <laughs> he yeah. said something about and, all day sits. People get uh, they talk about all day sits, and I, I don't know. I, even with a comfortable seat, I just can't do an all day sit. There's a point where I'm like, all right, I want to walk around. Yes, yeah. There's there, there there is there is a mental aspect that goes with it that especially after like day number two or three of that, and you're like, I'm I'm there's no way. They're just nobody's seeing deer. Nobody's killing deer. I'm not seeing a deer killing one. I'm I'm I can't handle it. <laughs> yeah, especially especially whenever you're like in somewhere and you know that there's a good restaurant, yeah, not too far away about noontime. I've actually found like, some of my best spots when I'm just like, you know what, I'm gonna get down and walk around. And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, this is right. really good. Why was I not here in the first place? Yeah, yeah, and and that's that is the good part about archery hunting. I mean, especially you know we're on the public ground around here. There's, there's not a lot of people. A lot of you you have the woods to yourself in in Florida for the yeah. most part doing archery season there because there's there's not many people that's you know is there's well I might say not many people. It, it, there's there's fewer hunters out that time of year because it just of the weather and the bugs and all the stuff that goes with it and. You know they're just not going to put up with that. Yeah, I feel like those seat your, those seats probably breathe a heck of a lot better than those the regular seats that like a summit comes with. 
Yeah, you you uh you especially during the the uh the you know hot weather, you're you're not going to get as sweaty. You know, your, your butt's not going to get as sweaty sitting there as it does on transferring heat through one of the padded seats for sure. But I have I do have guys from uh like you know in the, up north that say that you know it, it's it's cold. You know, it gets cold sometimes. So we came up with a, a pad that, that actually goes in there for for the cold weather guys that, you know, apparently don't wear thick enough pants or something. So, yeah. Yeah, which is, it's hard for me to relate and feel sorry for anybody being that cold when, you know, because there's, you know, the, the Florida cold and Alabama cold and Georgia cold, that wet, cutting you in half, windy cold is, 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 it's about as cold as it gets to me. Yeah. And, you know, I, f- I find it all over the place. I find it, you know, you know, Colorado and Illinois and Kentucky and just, just a different, different cold altogether. I say, I, I did a, my fair share of hunting in Kentucky. I lived up there for five years, Kentucky and Tennessee right. area. Mm-hmm. And I've hunted far colder mornings, uh, in Kentucky and Tennessee than I've ever hunted down in Florida or Georgia or anywhere down in the further South. But I've the coldest I've ever been hunting is definitely in Georgia, not in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. It's yep. just it's just a different kind of cold. It is a different chew on you sort of cold. You know, another advantage I can see to those seats you're making is that uh, when it rains, they're not sitting there just soaking up moisture the entire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is a big one. Whenever, I mean, it's back whenever I used to use the factory seat, I, you, you come up with all kind of in, inventive ideas from, you know, carrying a trash bag with you, trying to cover it up or, or flipping it upside down. So only the bottom's wet, but, <laughs> but these, these things are made out of polypropylene, which uh, they're, they're woven. So when it rains, they will, will get water trapped in them in, in, in the netting itself, but you can, you can pick it up and pop that thing about twice when 